0: But it's hard because we teach our children to violate their boundaries. I see it all the time. If a child refuses to kiss a relative... I see parents shoving them to go and give a hug or a kiss to that relative that they they don't want to or sharing when it's totally age-inappropriate to expect a child to share. Do you see this? Because I know you're into conscious parenting as well. How can yes. we teach our children so that they don't have to go through the huge healing <laughs> journeys that we have so that they can start to hold their boundaries earlier and easier? I think that it goes
1: back to kind of what we were just saying is that we have to give our children space to be upset. When we become adults who are people pleasers and codependent, it really triggers us when our children get upset. And so we really have a hard time holding space for a child that is screaming on the ground and crying. We really have a hard time when we're at a play date and our child is the one not sharing the toy. However, Long term, the benefits of not forcing a child to share, not not forcing a child to hug, are extreme. So, going back to what you said about the sharing in like a play date or whatever, you know, I tell parents all the time it's okay to be the one parent that says, you know, when my son is done with this, your daughter can have a turn. I think that we need to be okay again in situations where we're not liked and we're not approved of. But far too often in parenting, especially, we parent from a place of fear. We parent because we want other parents to like us. We parent because we think that if we don't force our child to share, or if we don't force our child to give Uncle Joey a hug, then they're going to be disrespectful or they're like little spoiled brats. And that's not true. None of that is true. The research behind sharing is Growing, we're learning that you know, when a child is forced to share, they cut down on their curiosity. You know, children, especially younger toddlers, forcing them to share, they don't understand the meaning behind it. So, you're getting the behavior, but you're not actually getting the intrinsic motivation behind it. We can get our children to do anything, we can get them to hug, we can get them to say please and thank you, we can get them to share. However, we're stripping them of their natural tendencies, which aren't wrong, by the way, of being curious, of being egocentric, which is, hey, I want this right now. That's okay. This isn't to say that you don't model the boundaries. So for instance, my husband and I model boundaries all the time between each other. And my children pick up that more than what I say to them. Like, honey, would you like a bite of this when I'm done? Or honey, can you hand me that? And that's how we model sharing. We don't force children to do it in the moment of a play date because we want to be liked. But I would say with a parent-child perspective, to start with the boundary work is, how are you modeling boundaries in your own home with a partner? And then also, how are you when your child says, no, I don't want to hug Uncle Joey? Are you backing them on that? Or are you stripping them of that boundary because you think it's disrespectful? And if you think it's disrespectful, then I would then challenge you to picture him at 14 or 16 saying no to another person at school, are you going to back them then? If we don't support our children now in these early years, they're not going to feel supported later. It doesn't work that way. So it starts young.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that's partly where my passion comes from for this work is because I didn't experience any of that when I was growing up and I've had to learn it all. And I parent in exactly the same way. I am often the least popular mum on the play date. (laughs) (laughs) But Jessie is now four and she's starting to really naturally demonstrate empathy. Yeah. And I have not forced that. That is just her natural brain developing right on time but it was really hard it's been really hard at times when I've been on a play day and you know she's not shared or I've not forced her to share and I feel the judgment on me you know it's taken yeah. all my recovery from people pleasing not to want to grab her by the arm and make her it's really challenging, but this is why I think, you know, the work that you do and part of what I do on the podcast is so important because we can heal so much, can't we? By noticing what comes up in us as mothers.
1: Right. And I think that it's important to realize that, you know, we can only give to our children that of which we have, meaning if we don't allow ourselves boundaries, if we don't feel empowered in our own no or, in our own day-to-day boundary work, then we're never going to be aware enough, let alone allow for the space for our children to have boundaries, right? Like that's why healing ourselves and doing this own work and looking at your own childhood, not to blame anybody, but just as like kind of a roadmap of, okay, that's how I was parented. Because if you don't look at it, you're going to parent the way you were parented. Absolutely. I and mean, that's just the way Absolutely. it's done. Yeah. You know, and so it's a part of our wiring. It's a part of the early conditioning. And so, unless you're willing to look back at that, you will become your mom or your dad or your uncle or your caregiver. You will. Willpower isn't enough. And so, just taking a look at it and kind of working through some of that and saying, okay, that's what I didn't get and I needed, or that's what I got and I didn't need. And then kind of analyzing it and turning it around and being more proactive and more conscious with your own parenting. That's how we break cycles.